episode 311 for June 2014. In case you're wondering, that was the intro music for the 1980s X-Men show, and also the intro of the 90s X-Men show. And you're probably thinking, what? This is a Spider-Man show. Well, we're going to talk about the X-Men in this Friday Night Fights. And if you enjoy the podcast, I'd appreciate your support. If you log onto the front page of the Spider-Man Crawl Space, you'll see a little picture on the right-hand side. It says, Support This Site Via PayPal. And you can help uh, make sure there's more episodes to come by helping us pay the bills and pay for the bandwidth, etc. Let's get on with the fight. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our June Fight Club, Friday Night Fights, if you will. We've got George on the line. George, take me back to the 80s again, huh? Yeah, and uh, this is an, actually a follow-up um, to right. uh, what was, it was a two-parter that we did uh, previously, I think, wasn't it? A couple months ago, where he fought the sinister yeah, when syndicate. he fought the sinister uh, the, the sinister syndicate, and um, yeah. so this is this is like the sort of the uh, the sequel to that issue. Um, yep. This is November 1986, Amazing Spider-Man number 282, which had one of those really cool covers. You know the way they used to do back in the 80s, where they'd frame it with all the Marvel heroes in the frame. Right. This was the 25th anniversary of Marvel. Yeah. And it had uh, all the characters at that time almost mm-hmm. <laughs> in the in the border, and in the center you had just one little picture of Spider-Man. Yep, and and cool. him upside down in a black suit waving, hey, hey, you know, and um, which is funny because this is 1986, it was the 25th anniversary of Marvel. We're coming up on the 75th anniversary of Marvel. How does that work? Um, <laughs> because to go because to be able to go to 75, they went they went before <laughs> Fantastic Four. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but but they they'll celebrate fifty and they'll celebrate because comics uh, exactly because well, I think we already celebrated the fiftieth didn't we uh, yeah uh, nineteen sixty one yeah 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 okay and because uh, honestly if they actually went if they went by actual years the, the, mm-hmm. the print stuff's gonna be dead before they get around to seventy <laughs> stop <laughs> so, <no. laughs> but I I was telling you on, on text I have a funny little story I want to tell about this yeah issue. yeah you're actually you're get, telling before we get into the uh, the actual fight. Uh, this is the very first issue that I ever bought in a comic book store. It was uh, all my other comics I'd always bought off the spinner rack at my local gas station, at my local grocery store, etc. But I discovered uh, through Comic Buyer's Guide and also the the Overstreet Price Guide mm-hmm. in the back they used to have locations of comic shops, and that blew my mind. And I was like, Grandpa, Mom, can you take me to uh, this comic shop at this address? And they were like, okay. So this is the very first comic shop book I ever purchased. Ah. And I, and I, 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 uh, a couple of things I noticed. First of all, I'm like, do all comic shops have that little border around the covers <laughs> for the 25th anniversary? Mm-hmm. And another thing, I'm like, why does Spider-Man's head appear where the UPC bar usually is? That, That's uh, a direct market thing. 
think. It's a yeah. direct market yeah. thing, exactly. That's the first time I ever noticed that. And uh, I went nuts in that shop. I must have spent like fifty dollars. You're like Homer Simpson, and when he goes, when he's like oh. in his dream, he goes to Chocolate Land or whatever. Exactly. I'm like, this place has back issues. This place has posters. Mm-hmm. What are these things called bags and boards? And what is a long box? What? Yeah. I, it just blew my mind my first trip into a comic book store. And that issue is the very first direct market comic book I ever bought. Oh. And it's all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> 1986 to now. You're like $150,000 later. Exactly, dude. <laughs> oh man! But that—that that was, uh, as the uh, drug addict says, the first taste is free. You know. <laughs> well, I don't know. Actually, actually, the first taste was seventy-five cents back in eighty-six. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. This could be your first taste though, because you'd bought them off spinner racks in stores before. Well, I know, but you this, just hadn't been into the comic open, shop. Right. This opened me up to a, a comic shop in St. Louis, and I'm like, oh, because that was like a forty-minute drive away from where we were, so I couldn't go every week. But, uh, yeah, this is just, it blew my mind that there was actually a store just dedicated to comic books. And I'm like, oh, God. I, I, I think at <laughs> this moment in time, I was actually getting them monthly from Mile High. I had a, a subscription service with Mile High. Yeah. And at the end of the month, they would send me all the books from that month. I did that in the 90s. Nice, nice subscription. Well, I tell you what, but back yeah. then when you got a, a, a box... That was like the you were waiting for that thing at the end of the month, and when it hit, you're like God Almighty! I just got like thirty, forty comic books, dude. I still do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I buy. Yeah, my but books I mean, it, it's different now than when then, you were, then when you were young. I mean, come on, when do you, you get that same thrill, or you're like, oh, this is here? Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but no, but I mean, when, when you're, you're in junior kid, high, oh, it's on. You're like, son, I'm reading all these tonight. Son, <laughs> I know what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> very true very true so let's get into the fight what do All we right. got this is uh, Amazing Spider-Man 282 from November 1986 the fury Brad the fury of X-Factor right. yes and for for those of you who who may not know X-Men history uh, back before it was a convoluted effed up mess uh, <laughs> back in the 80s when it was still when you could still understand it when you had like two books, this was the third. Yeah. Act. <laughs> this was yeah. this was the third. You had, Unc- you had Uncanny and New Mutants, and oh, let's do a third. And, yeah, and they, and they threw in yeah. X Factor. Actually, was Excalibur before this? No, X X Factor was eighty six. Excalibur was like eighty eight. Okay, all right. Yep. So basically, X Factor was the original X Men. Uh, the the original five X Men: Beast, uh, Cyclops, Angel, Iceman, and and Jean Grey. Right. Marvel Girl, um, going off on their own and posing to be a company that you could call if you suspected, like if, like if, if, if you suspect there's a dirty mutie living in your neighborhood. Right. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? Exterminators. Yeah, you call the exterminators to come out and rid you of this mutie menace. Did you read X Factor back in the day? I did. I did, and it started off really, really, really good. Well, I, I thought once it got past about six issues, it got better with Walt Simonson and Louise Simonson yeah, writing. But I, I, I just I enjoyed the new look. I enjoyed their new costumes. Yeah. I enjoyed seeing the five of them. I I agree. I I went back and bought it like like five or six years later after it premiered. But uh, I enjoyed it. Right. It was a good book. And um, but no, I I, I enjoyed uh, X Factor. So so basically, that was the gist. Is that 
you 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 would call uh, the ex, the ex, what was it extractors or exterminators or whatever. Uh, Exterminators, yeah, you which would, is funny. You you would think they'd be called the X Factor. You would think this would this would trigger like civil alarm bells in everyone's head, but right. you know, civil rights uh, questions popping. Not so much. Not in the eighties. Well, it's just uh, it's just we're getting those muties. Here's yeah. the eight hundred number because I think my neighbor's a mutant. Can you please come get him? <laughs> I don't like the way he cuts his yard. <laughs> he cuts it in a big X shape. I, that might be a sign. And I think his wife may be a religion that I don't agree with. <laughs> so, yeah, we probably need to call uh, the exterminator. Hey, you kind of look like Scott Summers. Yeah. <laughs> so instead, what would happen is X-Factor would come out, and they would find out if this person was a mutant or not. And if they were, they would say, look, we can take you somewhere where you can learn to live with your powers, and everything's going to be fine. And you'll be right. you'll be surrounded by peace and love and security, and nothing bad will ever happen to you in the X-Men universe ever. Right. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Um, so anyway, that was the gist of, of X Factor. So uh, the backdrop here, this is this is ongoing. You know, the time when, when everybody thinks the Flash Thompson is is the uh, is the is the hobgoblin that he's broken out of jail. Right. Um, oh, and we should we should also mention, by the way, because this is going to become important later, uh, or I'm going to bring it up later. This was written by Tom DeFalco, and it was penciled by Rick Leonardi. Now, for me. Yeah. The Stern followed by DeFalco era in Spider-Man in the 80s was the best run on Spider-Man ever. Oh, I don't know ever, but I liked it a lot. Uh, I've never, I've never gone through another time where I enjoyed Spider-Man stories more than when Roger Stern and and, and then Tom DeFalco covered Spider-Man. Uh, Friends was on the book still, wasn't this like a guest uh, pencil? Yeah, yeah. Pencil? Who went on to uh, pencil Spider-Man 2099. Yes, Rick Leonardi, who we uh, yeah. sometimes talk about on the podcast. Yeah. Brad and I both love Rick Leonardi. Uh, we were big mm-hmm. fans of his I stuff uh, when Spider-Man 2099. We were big fans uh, back when he did uh, Cloak and Dagger with Bill Mantlo. Yep. Which tied into Spider-Man very heavily. It, it, that's what – I can't recommend that to, high enough. If, if you're listening to this and you've always been curious – about Cloak and Dagger, go back and get the Bill Mantlo, Rick Leonardi series. First miniseries, four issues from like 83, I think. Yeah, I mean, just really yeah. fantastic stuff. Really, really well mm-hmm. done. Anyway, we're getting off on yep. a tangent. That's all right. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's worth it if you can take a moment you know, to tell people about stuff that you think they like. You know, because all right. we do is hate on this show. <laughs> you hate her? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, now this is nothing but love in this show so far. I know, right? Yeah. So this is uh, this is back in the time, you know, when uh, Mary Jane, she's not technically dating Spider-Man, but uh, she's got a key to his apartment. By the way, uh, speaking of Mary Jane, who is Alfredo? Oh, this is this is who is that guy? He sounds like a pasta dinner. I mean, come oh, on. he's just he's a placeholder. <laughs> he, he's the same as that uh, Pedro guy right now. He's a placeholder. Well, he he looks very similar to Don Johnson. Well, because well, everybody know, looks man, similar to Don. It's '86, Brad. I was yeah. in junior high and I had stubble for F's sake. <laughs> I actually had a razor, or you know, because I've always been like, like I started going, I started getting hair on my face like like the summer of, before my eighth grade year, right? Good God, man, you you beastly! I man. am, I am a very beastly man. According to you, I smell because I'm hairy. <laughs> well, you know, nah, we're not getting into that again. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, so, so I actually had a razor that where you could use it and it would leave stubble. They actually had those come like when Don Johnson when that look 
came you know got That's got good. big. They actually had they they sold special razors that you could like. It was like an electric razor, and it would leave stubble nowadays, on your face. Nowadays, if it does that, I throw it away and get a new one. <laughs> right. And and I wanted. I remember. I, I wanted one of those, and then I got them, and then my father kind of got tired of it, and he was like, you know, this was cute this summer and all. You're in eighth grade. Shave your damn face. <laughs> and I think that now, like when I'm in high school and you see those those guys who have like the, you know, like the really thin mustaches, and yeah. you're just like, no, you look – no, you look like an opium seller in Victorian London. Anyway, that was Alfredo. He he was appeared in this issue and never appeared again in 25 years. Uh, she, no, she mentioned him. She mentioned him, Alfredo, later? Yeah, I think she mentioned sure she went in an Italian restaurant. And uh, anyway, so she lets herself in, and she finds Peter passed out in the bathroom. Of course, Peter was lucky to have made it home after uh, getting yep. a concussion from the rhino. That was a brutal fight. That was, that was, a, that was a, a brutal sinister fight. Sinister, yeah. sinister syndicate. Yeah. Sinister syndicate. It was a brutal fight, and um, I forgot who he was saving. I guess he was trying to save Silver Sable. Right, right. And... and from Boomerang or the Beetle, I don't remember. And uh, they were all there. And he knew yeah. that to do it, he was going to take a hit. Yep. And sure enough, Rhino hit him full on right from behind. Mm-hmm. Gave him a concussion, you know, and he still won because he's Spider Man. Right. But, I mean, anyone who's had a really bad concussion, Brad, I don't know if you ever have. No, never had. Not I work. never have, <laughs> but I had a friend who did, and I, and I witnessed what happened. Mm. You do. You get nauseous, you get dizzy, you are sick to your stomach. Yeah, um, you know, you are not on on top of things, and and so I, I while I've never I've gotten hit in the head real hard and been dizzy, but I've never mm-hmm. got a full on concussion like legitimate concussion like Spider Man had here, uh, and he is just I mean like he you know you he can barely stand he can't up can't stand up yeah I mean Mary Jane has to help him uh, in, into bed you know <laughs> and uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, they're gonna get married in about it's five. I mean, it's about ten issues away from the marriage. What's that? Is, five minutes in Marvel time. This is that. This is that period in time where they, you know, she had just come back, and they, you know, they were talking about everything except the elephant in the room, which yeah. was, boy, we should be doing it because <laughs> we're young and deep down we actually like each other and love each yeah. other, but we're just too stubborn to admit it. Right. You know. Anyway. Get it on. You know, th- th- this is one of those moments that people overlook when they say, "Oh, the marriage was so rushed," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, you know." I, I think back to the moments where she, you know, lets herself into his apartment with the key, you know, <laughs> puts him in bed when he's unconscious, you know, from the bathroom, right. you know, and is sitting there stroking his hair. She didn't do that to Alfredo. Yeah. Oh, we're so rushed. Everything was just, just rushed. Marriage is rushed. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's rushed. Anyway. Shit. All that's, right. that's, every time I read that, that's the voice I hear it in. It's just, it's just whining. <laughs> anyway. We're rushed. Well, we're going to get hate mail now. Um, no, we do. Yeah. <laughs> now, you do have some uh, scenes where X Factor is uh, training uh, at their headquarters. They've actually got a government liaison named Cameron Hodge, who turns out to be a total tool later on. He is. He becomes like a robot. Yeah, he becomes this weird yeah. mutant-hating yeah, Cameron Hodge, I forget. Yeah, he was like the first X Factor baddie, I yeah. think. Yeah. And uh and so Jameson calls uh, X Factor's number because he wants him to to bring in Spider Man. He wants him to round up the public menace to Spider Man. 
and he's going to pay him. Oh God, I forgot how much. It was like a million bucks or something like that. Fifth, no, it was fifty grand. He wrote him a check. Jameson's rolling in fifty grand in the bank account. He can afford it. He hates, uh, now back in the eighties, that was actually real money. Today, that's that'll get you in the movie theater. But uh, <laughs> back in the eighties, that was that was a substantial Shit. amount. <laughs> you know, and they actually go to Jameson's office, and they're like, "We don't even know that Spider-Man's a uh, a mutant." You know, and I was like, "Oh, here, here will this money convince you?" You know, oh, so, yeah, we suspect he could be. Exactly. You know, that that's another. Uh, I think Jr. has talked about this. Uh, is the difference between how people know who's a mutant and who's not a mutant is always vague and funny in the Marvel universe. And here, you know, here it just it comes down to the size of a check. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, he could be. For 50 grand, I guess he could be. 50 grand, I'll, I'll check it out. Sure. Yeah, let's go look. Yeah. Here, I'll, let me stop by the bank first, and then we're going to go web swing around town. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so they, they take the check and go so look for Spidey. So they take the check, and they're going to go look for Spidey, which is funny because they own a van. They actually change in the van. <laughs> They have some sort of equipment in the van that looks like it was like the, – the stuff that Cyclops is using looks like it was like surplus leftover Avengers stuff from the 60s. No, he, got a, he got the van from the Punisher. It, it's something Rick Jones would have been using when he was trying to contact Captain America You know, back, back in the early Avengers. Avengers 1. Yeah. yeah. You know, like something Snapper Carr would have when he's trying to get a hold of the Justice League. Hey, gang, look at this new van. I got it down at the corner. Right, I know. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's creepy. It's a van. It's parked in the alley. There's people changing clothes in it. I'm like, like dude, your little kids are, are scared because they don't want to get candy from it. I'm like, you know, I'm, <laughs> Angel's rich. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm Angel's, about that. Angel's got a bankroll. You, I'll, you know, you guys go, you get a van? You get a nondescript <laughs> blue van? <laughs> you know, it's not even it's not even up to the date for like the eighties. It looks like it's like seventy five. You can even hear the. We have a suspicious van part, right? It's, it's it has free candy written on the side. You know, it's, it's the creepy van. Oh, that's a child molester van. Yeah. Anyway, so so while Mary Jane's not looking, right. while she's you know talking to Peter, and she's like, "Why don't you go get your uh, your happy ass back in bed?" Because he he wakes up for a little bit, you know, and he's like, so, you know. Talk to me about Flash, and Mary Jane's like, don't worry about Flash. Here, let me... You can't, huh? You can't stand up. You don't need yeah, to Yeah, you can't that. walk. Why don't you just go back to bed? You know, and uh, sure enough, as soon as she does, uh, he, he jumps out the window, and she's like, oh, no, he's at, he went out the skylight. And she's got that look on her face like, oh, when I get my hands on him, you know. You know, there's that one panel where she's looking, looking up at the skylight. <clears throat> Missed a skylight in those. I know oh, that was always so, cool. so good. Yeah, and there was there was there was Candy, Randy, and Bambi's sunbathing on the top. Yeah, and the they'd top. always like be topless but laying down on their you know. Yep. On their you know on their towels and what? Why would you ever move? Well, he got married. That's why. Yeah, he he, that, that and you know the skylight was just too. It's just anything that works well doesn't last long. That's <laughs> that's part of the thing. If if it works good and it's convenient for Peter, it has to go. Yeah, you can't have it. Right. So anyway, he goes off, and he, and you, you know, they're drawing the stars around his head, you know, like he's fuzzy headed, like he's seeing stars, you know, because he has yep. a concussion. Yeah, and he's like he's swinging around town, and he's like, ah, oh, I made it that jump just barely, and you're like, well, why don't you just turn around and go get your happy ass back in bed? You have a hot redhead yeah. who's waiting on your hand and foot. You could probably ask her to, you know, pop that top button, you know, a little bit, and. <laughs> drink the soup, maybe, or something, you know? You and your damn responsibility, Peter. I know. 
<laughs> so meanwhile, X Factor is canvassing the town from you know from from yeah. their their and their van base, <laughs> their, their, their van mobile base. base inside the nondescript oh. blue van. Wow. Um, Beast is the first one who actually sees Spidey. Yeah. And here's where you know because I'm a I'm a huge fan of Tom DeFalco. You know this. Anyone anyone who's listened to the podcast knows I'm a giant fan, not just a fan of his work on Spider-Man, but just a fan of his period. He is a decent man. He is a wonderful human being. That being said, even answers my obscure emails at four in the morning morning about Steve Steve Ditko. (laughs) That being said, the writing here while Spider-Man's fighting the X-Men doesn't really mesh with me because – he has history with this team. He has a history with this team. The, the, the history includes kicking their ass several times. This is also post Secret Wars, where he was with Cyclops for weeks. Yeah, you know, Cyclops, who was the only person on this team that was in the Secret Wars, and he has more of a familiarity with them than what we're getting here. Mm-hmm. Because you know, at one point he's like, "Oh yeah, you. What do they call you? The Beast? That's right." And I'm like. No, you've you've known him. You've been fight, coming up against him or seeing him in one way or another since the '60s, right? So I felt I felt that too. I was like, no, nah, that doesn't that doesn't really work. I, I so I, that was that and that actually was a little distracting for me. I was like, no, he he should be more familiar with them. I know he's got a concussion and he can barely stand, which is funny because he's still kicking the shit out of them, <laughs> right? Especially Angel because what he flies. Yeah, I mean, what you're what done. are you going to do? You're, you're done, Angel. Yeah. Although he's the one that I, he's a, he's the only one that actually gets a legitimate hit in. Yeah. He, well, like he sucker punched yeah, he him sucker from behind, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that. But you know, it's yeah, Spider-Man's got a concussion. Beast Beast can't keep up. I'm sorry. You know, I, I, you X-Men fans, you love Beast. I've always liked Beast. He's not strength-wise. He back to, back at this moment in time, back in the '80s, he was. I think the Marvel, the official handbook listed him as like one ton. He was a, well, he'd, lo- he'd lost his blue fur. Yeah. And he was in a similar appearance as he was in, his, in the original uh, X-Men. So not as strong, I don't think. Still very agile. Right. Not as agile as, say, Spider-Man. Probably right. not as agile as Nightcrawler. And again, Spider-Man's working, what, at 60%, if, if that, because of the concussion? Yeah. I mean, this is a, this yeah. is a diminished Spidey because he's, he's fighting a concussion, but he's still got the spider sense. He's you know, still got the proportionate speed, strength, and agility of a spider. Oh, and he's still just 100% total badass. And kicking X-Men's ass again. <laughs> you just can't get a hold on him. You know, Angel no. tries to jump in, which is cute. I mean, you're like, <laughs> I'll fly at him. What do you – I mean, really, get a gun. <laughs> <laughs> go to Forge and say, you know what, flying, the whole flying thing just isn't working for me. Maybe if I could shoot people from above. Hey, Forge, quit making out with Mohawk Storm, okay? Yeah. I need a gun. If you, if you could take, a, if you could, you know, pause a minute, you know, hit pause on that game. <laughs> give me something, you know, to go pew pew. That'd be great. <laughs> you know, the best thing that ever happened to this cat is when, uh, is when, um, Apocalypse got a hold of him and turned him into a, like a freak. Yeah, he became a badass when he became a, a, a horseman of the apocalypse. Yeah, he yeah. could actually do stuff. Exactly. He's like, oh, here's my mutant power. I fly. Oh, and my wings shit out giant razor-sharp metal plates. Yeah, that's better. 
That's a little bit better. It's a little bit better than I can fly. Yeah. I, have I, be- I believe I can fly. I know, right? <laughs> so, so Spider-Man makes pretty quick work out of Beast and, uh, and Angel, yeah. as does everyone else probably. <laughs> uh, Iceman throws some, some snowballs at him, which is cute. Yeah. You know, and it makes you think of Amazing Spider-Friends, and you're like, oh, look, it's two of the Amazing Spider-Friends. Yeah, and and one of the, one of them is totally ineffectual against the other, even while he's hurt. <laughs> anyway, I keep coming back to that. Yeah, but they finally piss him off and corner him to the point where he's like, he turns on him. He's like, you know what? He does. I'm done with Screw you, friends. I, I've beaten Fire Lord. I'm yeah, to, bring it. Yeah, I'm about to kick the living shit out of everybody on this roof. <laughs> so you know, you guys just you know got free tickets backstage for a first class ass whooping. He's in such pain, he was like, screw it, I'm not going to mess around much. I'm, let's do this and get it done with. Yeah, he's not. He's like, oh, he's just, even when Jean Grey, Jean Grey stops him and is trying to hold him with her, with her uh, telekinesis. She makes a telekinetic cocoon yep. around him. She's like, hurry, get him now. I can't hold out. And he actually beats back her telekinesis. This is yeah. a Marvel girl. Now, granted, you could probably say, well, you know, she didn't have the Phoenix Force, and she doesn't. I mean, because damn, I mean that's the Phoenix Force. But um, you know, she had she she had been in the cocoon. She hadn't been out very long. And this is true. This is after she had died and gotten better. Yeah, you know, in the exactly. mid eighties when she had come back, which is actually a big deal back in the day when it happened. Yeah, it was in FF and, and Avengers. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't really Ballyhooed. It just kind of slipped in there. It was like yeah. this is happening. Oh, Jean's back. And uh, so maybe you could say, well, you know, she's not up to her to her full potential, or especially not what she would become later on. And that, you know, I'll, I'll grant you that. But still, Spidey has a concussion, and he's still beating back her telekinesis. He breaks free of her telekinesis. She's literally binding him with her mind. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm Spider-Man, bitch. <laughs> you know? Recognize. Exactly. So he breaks free from Gene Cyclops. uh Shoots the brick. Spider-Man actually like knocks a, a uh, like a brick uh, chimney at her. Yeah. And Cyclops uh, uh, breaks all the uh, bricks up with his eye beams. Angel, or not Angel, but Beast decides he wants another piece, which is cute. And Spidey just throws him in the <laughs> Ice Man, which is funny because then Cyclops yells out, "Ice Man, maneuver 14D." Fourteen double D? What? <laughs> and apparently, maneuver fourteen D is Iceman is when somebody throws beast at Iceman. Iceman makes a giant ice. Um, I don't know. Uh, bu- 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 what are those things like? You know, like this. The, the kids go and they're they're skateboarding. I guess skate park. I guess I don't know. He makes like he makes like a half pipe. Okay. And beast slides from the top down to the bottom, right back at Spidey. That's maneuver fourteen D. Yep. Now you have to as, as we rehearse. What is fourteen? <laughs> what, are, what what are A B C? And is there an E? I mean, are those like now if they throw a gene at Iceman, is fourteen all related to Iceman? Anyway, we'll never know, Brad. We'll never know because who throws out maneuver fourteen D? <laughs> Cyclops. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is that? Who's going to remember that? This isn't football. This is a fight. You know, you fourteen D. Yeah, you know, just say fastball special, bitch. <laughs> you know, very true. <laughs> say boomerang. I got it. I'm on it. You know, I've done this before. <laughs> I've been I've been doing this since the '60s, Jack. Anyway, yep. so um, <laughs> so 
at that point, a combination of beasts flying at him and Cyclops shooting at him knocks Spidey off his feet. Uh, and it's and it's that moment when uh, Angel Sucker punches him. Yeah, and it, that's, which is a cheap shot. It is. It's a total cheap shot. It's the it's the biggest uh, cheap shot since uh, Baroness uh, shot Storm Shadow and uh, GI Joe. And you're like, yeah, okay, George. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a G.I. Joe fan. G.I. Joe fan, what I'm talking about. Say, yeah, that was a cheap shot. Yeah. Brad's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he, he hits Spider-Man, knocks him off guard. It's, it's the manliest angel probably has ever felt in his entire life. Um, <laughs> but it also knocks Gene off the roof. Yeah. And so Spider-Man, who losing consciousness fast. And it really, you, I'm going to call the – at the end of the day, I'm going to call this fight a draw. Okay. Because at the end of the fight, he is passed out. Spider-Man is literally passed out. He's, He's done. done. He is unconscious. But it wasn't from really anything the X-Men did. Yeah. He just exerted himself. He exerted him. He defeated himself. His yes. injury defeated him. His concussion caught up with him. But he's not going to let a, a woman f- fly off a bridge or whatever. That's because that Jean Grey falling look the way he caught her looked very Gwen yes, Stacy. Yes, yes. If you're yeah. a girl and falling off, of, falling from a height to your doom, he's going to stop. Yeah, it there's try. something in him that snaps. Exactly. And so, of course, he uses his last bit of consciousness to save Jean Grey. And then Jean's like, "Of course, I could have saved myself with telekinesis." As she as whatever. she uses it to fly back up. You know, but uh, but Spider Man's unconscious and he's he's passed out. You know, I guess you could say that the real winner of this fight was Rhino. <laughs> True. You know, in, a, in a way, I guess you could say Rhino won uh, this fight. What happened to Rhino at the end of that book? I forget. Is he in jail? Or could he enjoy the fight or the win? What I I forgot what I I, I, I forget I don't myself how, how that ended up. Anyway, yeah, Rhino wins this one. Yeah, I think Rhino <laughs> won this one. Yeah. Book. He doesn't even know it. <laughs> But uh, exactly. anyway, so X Factor catches him. Uh, they go back to Jameson and say, "Yeah, sorry, we can't accept this. Here's your check back. Uh, he's, you know, he's he's not a mutant. Spider Man's not a mutant. Sorry, we can't do this." And Jameson's, "I don't, I don't give two shits if he's a mutant or not. Bring this man to justice, you know." And they're like, "Yeah, here's your right. check. Good day." And then, Peace and out. then back in the uh, back in the shagging wagon, <laughs> back in the used blue van in the alleyway. Um, <laughs> you got Iceman talking to Spidey, saying, "Hey, you know we've got friends who can help you." And I'm like, and I'm like, what? Do you, what makes you think I need help, dude? If you're Spider-Man, you're like, who the, who the hell are you? I was fine. I'm swinging through city. You guys attacked me. <laughs> I'm going off trying to find out, you know, what's going down with my friend. You damn muties. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, let's talk about the mutant menace, Jack. <laughs> I just saw it, you know, right in my face. <laughs> so he's like, look, you know, you, your kids are nice, but I'm a normal dude. He actually says he's a normal guy beneath his zoot suit. He doesn't need a special place to hide. And I remember reading that, and I was like, damn right, people hide from you, Jack. <laughs> no? You need a place to hide. <laughs> Son of Spider-Man. I'm at her every day. I need a place to hide. Why don't you go back to – why don't you go back to upstate? Get, get in your blue van. And he does. Iceman drive, drives when the blue van waving. Can you imagine sitting in that van after Iceman's been there? Yeah, I don't want to do that. You know how cold and wet that seat's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to. No. <laughs> Just the visual of Iceman driving a van, I found funny at the end of that issue. I don't know. No, and and, and you know if Iceman ever brings you a drink and there's ice in it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's gross too. Are you, you know, are you going to be like, did you get 
you know, thanks for. I don't want to sound ungrateful. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, bodily fluid because you came softer. and got me yeah. a drink and everything. But is that ice from the freezer? That's from you? Or is that? Oh uh, yeah. You know, are these your cubes? Or is this, <laughs> you know, life with Iceman. Oh yeah. Life. That's, that could be that could be a uh, situation comedy. Life with Ice. Life Man. with Ice Man. Yeah. He he moves in with uh, two girls and and uh, Mr. Roper is the na- uh, nah, never mind. <laughs> Come and knock on our ice door. Now see, somebody's going to pick that up and, <laughs> and one day, you know, some the next one of the a future X Men writer just listened to this. Show now, <laughs> now that's going to happen like in some sort of weird Mojo Verse thing. Who would the two girls be? Uh, Spiral. Because you got to figure, I'm mean, like, you know, she's probably good in the shower, you know, with all that, all those hands. You can probably. Well, you got to have a Chrissy and a Janet. So who? Uh, we have to Dazzler, have Brunette. Dazzler and Spiral. Dazzler and Spiral. My goodness. How about uh, Dazzler and Kitty Pride? No, come on. That's Colossus' girlfriend, Brad. Get your mind out of the gutter. You're a horrible <laughs> human being, Brad. You're a. Uh, eh. And we'll end the show there. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the, you, you said it was a draw. Spider-Man and the X Factor well, Spi- is a draw. Well, I mean, the concussion stops him from kicking the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Well, I, mean, I, I called it. A, it's either a draw or the Rhino wins. Yeah. I mean, because Rhino's the one that gave Spider-Man the, the concussion. But I mean, at the end of the fight, the X-Men are still technically they're still standing, and Spider-Man's unconscious. Now, if they had jumped a Spider-Man who was not, you know, suffering from a concussion, this would have gone very differently, as, we, as we've seen several times throughout Marvel history. Secret Wars three, we go back to X-Men thirty-seven. He kicked, he kicked their asses twice in their own book. I know. He, I mean, you know, that, you know that, how straight up face that is. <laughs> when you go to somebody else's book and kick the shit out, kick their ass. No, that's boss, man. Oh. I think it was X Men thirty seven. I could be wrong. Do you remember the issue number from the from the Kirby Stanley? I don't. I don't. I, I did it on a previous Fight Club back when we were doing them. Back when I was doing them as articles. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember which which number it is off. The, it was thirty something though. Maybe thirty three or maybe thirty four. Uh, He's on the cover. I know he is kicking ass <laughs> because they were like, yeah. I mean, the, at the time they were like, what are we going to do to kick the X Men sales up? Oh, let's throw Spider Man in there. Yeah. But what maybe could have helped their sales is is if maybe they beat Spider Man. <laughs> but no, that's not it. Because Stanley's like, this is my bo- this is my boy. This is my boy. You're not gonna. <laughs> this, is, this is my boy. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's going to handle up and whoop some ass. Yes, I can see him true. and Kirby sitting around going, hey, about this X-Men thing. Yeah, let's get around to this finally. Um, what are we going to do about that? Hey, maybe, maybe they there beat up go. Spider-Man, Kirby says. And then Stan's like, or or how about this, Jack? Maybe Spider-Man kicks the living shit out of them. <laughs> how about that in the wrong book? X-Men Volume 1, number 35. 35. Along, along came a spider. And they're in the – it looks like they're – um, oh, I, I don't think that's a sewer. Come to think of it, I forget what where the fight was, but uh, it was like around uh, some kind of uh, like pond reservoir. Searching the mountains of a small European town, Banshee uses sonic powers to discover that one of the mountains is really hollow and correctly deduces that this is a secret hideout of Factor Three. What? <laughs> what is Spider-Man doing in England? Oh, anyway, that could be a future fight, an audio fight. What do you think? Uh, you know, a future Fight Club. Yes. The, uh, when he when he kicked their asses for the first time. 
Yeah, we can focus on that. I mean, yeah, I mean, we can we can totally. I mean, as we should, we should celebrate every time uh, Spider Man kicks. A, I hope Spider Twenty Ninety Nine gets to do it. <laughs> every Spider Man should have a chance to kick X. Although, although you know, I'm going to be pissed now. Is there is there a Peter Porker issue where he takes out the X people? The X the uh, what are they called? The X bugs. The X bugs. No, he doesn't take out the X bugs. <laughs> But I'll be pissed if, if like if they like if something like that happened. Like, you know, you see Miguel like, you know, kick the crap out of um out of the X Men or something like that while yeah. he's back and Spider Man doesn't get to anymore. Spider Man doesn't get to do anything badass anymore. Well, uh, recently Kane killed Wolverine in his book, uh, when he broke into the X Mansion. He doesn't kill Wolverine, come on, Brad. <laughs> Uh, I accidentally anyway. killed Wolverine the other day. <laughs> Any final thoughts before we wrap this one up, sir? Um, this was, again, one of the best eras of Spider-Man ever. Yeah. Um, it's sad that Spider-Man doesn't get to kick as much butt. And if you're if you're at home, well, how come you, know, you guys don't cover more recent stuff? Well, because he doesn't kick as much ass now as he used to. He has to call Avengers for help. Now he has backup from the Avengers who are in every god damn book <laughs> you know he's, he's got backup from the Avengers or uh, you know he's it's just yeah it's usually the, you know he's got the Avengers with him I mean he, he can't just kick the crap hey this is a guy who, who used to routinely fight groups of people you know and now this is a lost art for him in the, in, in the new age yep. you know and that's a sad thing so that's why if you're wondering at home how come we cover so much of this stuff from the old days because he doesn't kick as much ass now as he does.